You're listening to a volunteer-produced podcast from Redemption Story Church. If you'd like to check out other resources or learn more about Redemption Story Church, visit our website at redemptionstory.com. Hi, and welcome to the Redemption Stories podcast. Our ultimate hope with this podcast is to glorify God by sharing about His redemptive work in our lives as believers in Jesus Christ. Each week, Kristen Else will host a member from our local body who will share about God's work in their life. We hope this encourages you and deepens your affections for God and your brothers and sisters here at Redemption Story Church. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Redemption Stories podcast. Uh, today we have one of our favorite people with us, Jeff Jameson. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. I'm glad I'm here with you. Yes. So normally we start off the show with a funny story, but we couldn't decide between two. So you're going to tell yeah. both of them this morning? Why Why not uh, settle for one when you can tell two, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> um, so first story is from second grade. So I'm Perfect. like seven or eight. And when I was a kid, I was I was the firstborn, kind of the stereotypical rule follower. Yeah. Um, so second grade, this is happening at lunchtime. But for what, for for whatever reason, I can't remember exactly what was going on. But I was in our classroom while most of the other classmates were having lunch, and so yeah. I don't know if I was making up work or working on something, um, but it was me and two other of my classmates in our classroom without anybody else in there except the teacher during lunch. The teacher leaves the classroom. She went to go have her lunch. Probably have lunch. (laughs) I don't know what she was doing, but great panic set in when (laughs) I desperately needed to go number one. And the teacher was not in the classroom for me to get permission right, from her right. to go use the restroom, <laughs> which was in a, you know, down the hall. Yeah. So she was gone for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> or it probably was only like a minute, but for my second grade mind, it felt like she forever. was gone forever. <laughs> and so instead of just going down the hall and using yeah. the restroom, because I had not received permission explicitly, yeah. I decided that I just was going to have to go in my pants. <laughs> So I peed my pants, but as I'm peeing my pants, I look over to the two other people, two other classmates that were in there with me, and I see yellow waterfalls coming (laughs) off the desk as they were also peeing themselves at the same time I was. So it was a mass peeing in our pants. Um, We didn't speak of it. (laughs) Uh, You know, there was plenty of shame. Yeah, yeah. But not enough, not enough shame that later on that afternoon, we were all outside now as a class. I think we were doing PE. Yeah. And clearly I had wet myself. Right. And my teacher comes to me and says, hey, Jeff, looks like maybe you had a little accident. Yeah. And I proceeded to say, I did because I have a bladder control (laughs) issue. I did not have a bladder control <laughs> issue. Just let it be known. <laughs> the fact that you even knew what that was. <laughs> I mean, that's still sin nature coming yeah. out, like immediately lied, yep. immediately justified. Yep. Be, in my shame, I wanted there to be a legitimate reason why yeah. Yeah. I wet myself. It's not, yeah. 
<laughs> so then cut to that night at home, yeah. the phone rings, same teacher calls my mom. Mom picks up the phone. I'm right there listening to this conversation. <laughs> she, she basically said, I just wanted to check uh, with you because Jeff said that he has a bladder control issue. And my mom looked at me and said, he does not have a bladder control <laughs> issue. Uh, but yes, that was, I will yeah. never forget that. That's pretty amazing. I liked it. Like you wouldn't go to the bathroom without permission, but you would lie. I would, yeah. <coughs> about your bladder control. <clears throat> Absolutely. Shame does a lot of things to the mind. It would. You know. <laughs> yeah. Still my, still my brother's birthright if I needed to. Right. <laughs> um, so the other story was, um, as an adult, I used to do weather. I used to yes. do weather on TV. So a lot of people have asked over the years, what's your most embarrassing thing that happened yeah. on TV? And so I always think of this story from when I worked in Shreveport, Louisiana. It was the morning show, and we were in a commercial break, and I was eating my breakfast, which uh, that day consisted of peanut butter crackers. Of course. Um, and so we were about 10 seconds before we were coming back on the air, and yeah. we were going to come back on the air straight to me doing the weather. Oh, oh, no. And I thought at 10 seconds until airtime would be the perfect opportunity to pop three Ritz peanut butter crackers <laughs> in my mouth. And so I start frantically trying to, you know, chew them and swallow yeah. them. And of course, crackers and peanut butter are not the easiest thing to quickly no. chew and swallow. Yep. So they come up on me at a commercial and I'm literally trying to choke my way through the weather. And I'm like... <laughs> Pieces of cracker are coming out of my mouth. Uh, I'm choking. I can't complete even a sentence. Yeah. And so they just had to cut to another commercial immediately. <laughs> so, Tell me you still have footage of this. Somewhere. Oh, man, I wish I did. <laughs> I'm just grateful I wasn't immediately let go. Yep. Uh, uh, but, yeah. So. Uh, that's amazing. My favorite, well, I have two favorite on-air stories of yours. Um, one when you had to ride the roller coaster mm -hmm. or the new ride at Six Flags with the guy dressed like a zombie <laughs> yes. or something. Yes. And how I thought you were definitely going to puke on air. Yeah. And then the other is when you were like with a drill team or something. Oh, you, gosh. Yeah, yeah, those are yeah toward the end of my time at Channel 11, they had me do all these really embarrassing things. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, do you know who I am? Yeah. Like, why do you want me <laughs> to do these things? I'm the least fun person anyone knows. <laughs> Which, it makes for great TV, you know? Supposedly. <laughs> I'm glad you were entertained. Yeah, I was. I was for sure. Oh, well, no, thanks for sharing that. That's, those are hilarious. All right, before we get into um, your redemption story for today, uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to know the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really thankful to be on here with you. I yeah. love these redemption stories, and I've enjoyed hearing everybody who's yeah. been on. Um, I grew up here in Fort Worth, yeah. uh, but wasn't uh, saved until I went to college. Okay. Um, so as I grew up, as previously said, rule follower, yes. good kid, um, but just faith wasn't on the radar. Right. God right. wasn't on the radar. Um, when I got to college, uh, I kind of did the uh, fairly common story of straight lace, good kid, yes. goes wild in college once he has all these newfound yeah. freedoms and anything and everything at his yeah. fingertips and his disposal. And so I, I was 
pretty licentious going yeah. into college. Um, but by God's grace, he had uh, seen fit for me to have a very godly man as a roommate. Mm. So uh, going to Texas A&M, where I went to college, uh, you, the preference was to have someone that you at least knew sure. to room with, or they would assign you some rando. Yeah, and, cool. and so I, going into A&M, asked David Loban, who I went to high school with, if he would consider, you know, if he wanted a room yeah. with me. And we were friends in high school, but not incredibly close. Sure. So I didn't know much about him, but I knew him, and that yeah. was, was important yes. at the time. Uh, but he uh, was a believer then, still is, obviously, and um, the Lord uh, really used that relationship as kind of the, the first creak of the door open. That's um, awesome. David invited me to... Uh, participate in what was uh, what is called ABS. So it's like uh, it's not it's the same thing as BSM. It's just okay. a different Baptist. It's not Southern Baptist. I think it's Independent Baptist. Oh, okay. um, but it was a student Baptist group yeah. uh, on campus, and he started participating in it. And even though he could clearly see that I was, uh, you know, walking in grievous sin, I wasn't right. a believer. I was bringing things into our dorm room and giving myself myself over to things that were just altogether wicked. And yet yeah. in his patience and kindness toward me, he invited me in to uh, be a part of this group. And I made some fantastic friends in that group. And initially I was just kind of looking for community, yeah. like most college students, like you're away from home and you want to find yes, your people. Yeah. And I liked David. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any desire for Christianity, right. but I, I like David and the people he uh, introduced me to in this group that I became friends with. I, I grew great affection for. Yeah. Um, it, it was interesting to see how, uh, as God uh, began to work on me and the spirit began to stir in my heart, uh, you know, awaking it from the dead. Um, I had moved from a place of not caring at all about Christianity yeah. to like being angry uh, that I could tell that these people wanted me to be yes. <laughs> yeah. a Christian. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm, my nature is not given over to a lot of explosive anger. <laughs> yeah, I can't picture it. <laughs> but I was getting angry uh, right before Christ saved me. I was mm. like in one of their faces saying, you, I know what you're doing and it's not going to work. So stop <laughs> trying. Famous last words. Uh, and then literally it was a ski trip maybe a month later uh, where I was saved, uh, where God did uh, make my heart of stone a heart of flesh. And it happens, you know, I don't, I don't tell this part of the story a whole, a whole lot, not for any particular reason, sure. but um, hopefully it's an encouragement. I uh, was on a ski trip with the same, the same group of people, still wasn't a believer, but was on this trip. And we were skiing and just ha so happened this one particular day uh, that I got on the ski lift and instead of being with anyone else or any yeah. friends, you know, you can set three across or whatever. Yes, yes. I was by myself mm. and there were, I don't think there was even anyone in front of me or behind me. It yeah. was fairly, fairly isolated. And so I sat down on the ski lift. It starts going up the side of the mountain and uh, I don't remember anything other than I do feel like I heard from the Lord yeah. and I heard him say, 
it's time, Jeff. Mm. Um, and like when I heard it's time, Jeff, like I knew what that meant mm -hmm. and uh, just came undone, like literally came, came undone in tears and, and uh, great joy. And so the, the funny thing is <laughs> that's happening like by myself on a <laughs> ski lift up the, side, up the side of the mountain. And when that we get to the top, when I get to the top, and my friends are already there waiting yeah. for me. I'm like a mess. Like yeah, I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what in the world happened on the side of the mountain? I was like, I think I've been saved. <laughs> I think I've just been saved by Christ. Um, that's so that's amazing. how, yeah, that's how I came to know, know the Lord. That's really cool. No, we often, I feel like, and sometimes this is a broad statement, but like in Reformed theology, ignore some of those things, right? That it's sure. possible the Lord can use whatever he wants. Yeah. You know, and that's really cool yeah. that, yeah, that he, that you knew exactly what he was saying, that there was no confusion. You were like, oh, no. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he was saying something in accordance with his word. Yes. That yes. He yes. wants to save sinners yeah. and he desires that all would be saved. Absolutely. And that's the business he's in. Yep. That's really cool. I, I love that a lot. Like the Lord's kindness to even have your random anger outburst. Yeah. Amen. That he was working on your heart. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a story for us today. I do have a redemption story. I mean, there's so many. Uh, yes. Just looking back through my life, and obviously, um, we just have the great privilege. I mean, you have the privilege in this podcast to hear redemption mm -hmm. stories, and the brothers and sisters that we walk with at Redemption yeah. Story Church. There's so many beautiful ways that the Lord is bringing yes. uh, repentance and redemption and salvation. Uh, so my particular story, you know, I can see most markedly how the Lord has san been sanctifying me and has ransomed me from darkness. Yeah. Um, so part of my story is um, wrestling with extreme sexual immorality. Yeah. Um, uh, as I mentioned, even before I was a believer, I was walking in quite a bit of uh, immorality sure. right before he saved me. And then after that, that salvation, uh, experience, uh, in college, uh, I would just say that I, um, had this idea like most do, uh, very young believers that when you're saved that all the hard things, yeah. uh, about your life are just going to magically disappear. Yes. And, yeah. you know, I do believe that Sometimes the spirit does move in miraculous ways right. that, you know, habitual sin or habitual, you know, long lasting yes. uh, habits that have been unhelpful can disappear. Sure. Um, he can do that and has done that. Uh, but for me, it was certainly the case in the area of sexual immorality yeah. that, um, that it, it clinged very tightly. Yeah. Um, and so my story uh, includes sexual immorality and same-sex attraction. And so, mm. you know, that is uh, something that brings quite a bit of shame, yeah. uh, especially uh, to those who are believers and inside the church. Right. Um, it is, you know, we can say, well, we know a lot of people that, that, that wrestle with the sin of sexual immorality, but right. uh, this particular type of sexual immorality uh, can bring a particular shame. Yeah. yeah. And so I, for many years, did not talk about it, right. bring it into the light. By God's grace, uh, by the time I moved back here to Fort Worth and was a young adult, um, he, he, he brought 
trusted, gifted friends, and a particular um, biblical counselor uh, into my life where I was able to unpack a lot of that. Yeah. Um, and I was grateful that uh, light was beginning to shine on that particular sin. Um, started dating Molly and uh, was able to speak of those things to her, but uh, at the same time, my repentance always came up short yeah. uh, in that season. Uh, it wasn't uh, true, full repentance and that I uh, was still keeping a little part of it hidden away, tucked yeah. up in my heart. Yeah. And so to make a, a, a long story shorter for us, um, I ended, ended up walking in more sexual immorality as, as it related to that, uh, both uh, while Molly and I were dating and engaged yeah. and then ultimately into our first year of marriage. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it wasn't until uh, walking in that type of sin while married um, that the Lord brought me truly to the end of myself yeah. uh, as it relates to sexual immorality and that uh, I was grieved, yeah. um, truly a, a godly grief, yeah. maybe for the first time, yeah. uh, where I wasn't, it wasn't primarily that I was grieved over the consequences of my sin, but I was actually grieved over my sin. Yeah. Um, and I brought it into the light full-throatedly uh, to Molly and to others. And um, by God's grace, since then, uh, he has been working out in me. As I work out my salvation, he's doing that work yes. in me uh, to, to have over all these years root, root that out of my heart. Yeah. Um, but there has never been uh, anything more uh, painful that I've had to mm -hmm. walk through and mm -hmm. realizing uh, how grievous um, my sin was toward a holy God yep. and to my gracious, loving mm -hmm. wife. Um, and, and at the same time, what has been so amazing is that uh, not me, uh, but for Molly yeah. uh, to talk about that season in our marriage and in her life and to, for her to speak of the goodness of the Lord and what yes. he was doing at that time and what he has done uh, in her heart as yeah. well and in our marriage. Um, and so I uh, do not deserve his mercy and grace. It's only because of Christ. Uh, I do not deserve the wife that I have, mm. the trophy of grace that Molly is. No, no other human being uh, has shown me a love and grace like my yeah. wife, and there's nothing like her. Uh, she's the best person on earth. She's pretty great. Uh, and then I don't deserve to have two sons yeah. who I love and the Lord has blessed our family with. And yeah. so uh, I, I can just see, uh, you know, the way in which and the direction I was heading um, and and that the Lord grabbed a hold of me yeah. and was able to redeem such a dark season yeah. in our life and in my heart and yeah. It's such a sweet picture of his grace that it's yes. like, that yeah. not only does he free us from our bondage to sin and free us from like whatever sin it is, right? right. Like it's all grievous. It's all like a distorted picture of like ourselves, right? As, as the ruler of our own lives, right? That he saves us from it, but not only that, that he, it gives us undeserved blessings along the way. That's and right. Yeah. I can vouch. Molly's wonderful. Your yeah. boys are hilarious. Yes, uh, they are. They're they're good kids, and so y'all are a sweet, sweet family, and I feel like I've told you this before, but, you know, your story is always, um, 
stood out to me as, as a sweet example of dragging things to the light, even when it's horribly painful, um, of just the Lord's kindness to you and, and seeing that need to, to live honestly and vulnerably with your sin, but, um, and, and putting it before the Lord, but also just like what it looks like to walk, you know, humbly in that of like, yeah, this is where I was and this is what the Lord did, that you're always so quick to, um, make it known that it wasn't by your works that the right. sin ended, but it's by the Lord's grace and kindness to you. And that's always such an encouragement to me. And especially with, um, I've people I love dearly who, who wrestle or, or walking in same sex attraction. And, um, it just gives me so much hope that the Lord's not done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that he loves them and that he's working it out. That's um, right. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for being willing to share that and to, yeah, just be, like I said, open and honest. It, it's encouragement to others. And I, you know, from your second grade peeing your pants to <laughs> weatherman to church pastor, like I, just getting to watch what the Lord has done is has been sweet. And yeah, I have no doubt that he'll continue to use your story to strengthen and grow and call believers to himself. And um, yeah, just by the picture of his righteousness and grace in your life. And yeah, just excited to see, even though you're leaving us, excited to see what he does at City Church and just, yeah. Well, oh, I'm grateful sister and very humbled and it, all glory be to God. And, yeah. you know, I, I think you know, I, I never want us to forget that in any type of um, longstanding habitual sin, yeah. That there is, like, we are rebels yes. uh, yeah. in our nature. And when we come to faith in Christ, the war begins uh, yeah. because our conscience and our our mind has come alive yeah. uh, unto salvation and Christ and holiness. And, right. and we, we see the darkness that still lurks. Um, but we also, like, want to remember that we're simultaneously sufferers. Yes. And, and those things yes. bring heartache and pain. Yes. And so when you think of, like, when you hear the term unwanted desires, I think most of us probably will think of someone yeah. who is struggling with something that they didn't ask for, or didn't want. Yeah. And I think in this particular sin struggle, I just want to, you know, one, one of the things that the Lord has done in my life and in so many lives, like, uh, because I do think there are more people sitting in a worship center on a, on a Sunday morning and any church that is struggling this way than we think. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, just, I, yeah. I don't, and I don't want it to be uh, such a stigma that we don't talk about absolutely. it or any type of longstanding sin right. struggle, but that he gives more grace Yes, and, yes. and that we are able as we uh, walk with one another and as we uh, are under, able to understand the dynamics of the human hearts that yes. there, this, this church, Redemption yeah. Story Church, uh, is a place where you can bring those things into the light and receive grace and mercy Absolutely. from the Lord. And then with one another as we, you know, walk that road together. Yeah. And that repentance means that we're facing a new direction. Yes. Sometimes yes. We're, we're facing that direction and not moving. Yeah. And then sometimes we're walking or running in that direction. Yeah. Uh, but but that this, this is the work yes. uh, that the Lord is pleased yeah. to do. Um, and so, uh, you know, one one thing that uh, I feel like I just want to um, 
exhort you and the listeners of this podcast is that what that means, particularly when it comes to same-sex attraction, like for the Lord to work in my life in this particular way to bring me a wife and a family, uh, as we just said, that I do not deserve. Right. Um, but so many in our church uh, who might be struggling that way or just are in a season of life where they are single and the Lord may be calling you to an extended season, if not your entire life of yeah. singleness. Yeah. And that if the church is a family, uh, then, then, and we truly are brothers and sisters, that that category doesn't hold as much of a barrier up between yes. one another as it needs to. Right. Um, and so like Sa- Sam Alberry is a, a mm-hmm. pastor, theologian, who uh, has been honest about his wrestles with same-sex attraction. And he talks so beautifully about uh, the passage from Mark 10, where Jesus says, you're going to leave mothers and fathers and community, right. uh, and, and yet you're going to receive a hundredfold in this lifetime, yes. mothers, brothers, aunts, uncles, yeah. um, spiritual mothers and fathers. Yeah. And if that is true today, then if the church is a family, then uh, whether or not you're married or single, right. uh, African-American, Hispanic, white, like whatever is the the different ways that we can point to diversity yes. in our church. All the more reason for the unity that we have. Yeah. Uh, we have it in Christ and, and we're called to strive for Absolutely. it. Um, so uh, I'm grateful that that is uh, so much of what my experience at Redemption Story Church has been and so many others. And and to the degree we're walking in it, let's do it all the more. Like we're called to, like we'll continue to increase uh, in our affections for one another and certainly for him. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord for that. But yeah, I, I love our family here and, you know, as a single person um, who's moved away from most of her family, like that live, that, that don't live here. It has been a beautiful gift of just having people around and, um, yeah, I'm truly getting to see this place as my family. Um, it's just a huge blessing from the Lord. Oh, well, we love you. I'm yeah. um, well, grateful for you. And again, thank you for having me on. And thank course. you for using this vehicle to bring glory to God by yeah. sharing his, his, his redemption stories yeah. and our people. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing and, yeah, just being you, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah. All right, everyone, we'll see you next time. Thank you.